The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Multiple Sclerosis Flash Briefings. When your relapsing multiple sclerosis begins to change, how you treat it should change too. Think beyond relapses and choose a treatment that can help delay disability progression. Find out more at changesinrms.com. My name is Jennifer Powell. I am a columnist with Multiple Sclerosis News Today. Today, I will be discussing how neurofilament light mirrors some life quality aspects felt by patients. Levels of neurofilament light, otherwise known as NFL, a protein marker of neuronal damage, appear to capture some aspects of patient-perceived physical and functional abilities with multiple sclerosis, as well as their utilization of select healthcare services, a real-world study suggests. Its researchers, however, stress that more work is needed before NFL levels might be considered a relevant biomarker of a patient's general quality of life. The study, Serum Neurofilament Levels and Patient-Reported Outcomes in Multiple Sclerosis, was published in the Annals of Clinical and Translational Neurology. NFL is a protein found in neurons that is released when these nerve cells become damaged. As such, NFL has emerged as a marker of neuronal damage in MS and other conditions. Prior studies have shown an association between NFL levels and various aspects of MS, such as brain atrophy and neurologic function. However, the association between NFL and patient-reported outcomes which include their perceptions of their disease status and treatment response with MS is not well defined. To address this, a team led by researchers at the Brigham Multiple Sclerosis Center, part of Brigham and Women's Hospital, analyzed the relationship between patient-reported outcomes and serum NFL levels in 304 MS patients. All had serum samples and patient-reported outcome measurements collected between 2011 and 2016. Most of these people had relapsing remitting MS, while 20 others had secondary progressive disease, 9 had primary progressive MS, and 17 had clinically isolated syndrome. One other patient had what was defined in this study as primary relapsing disease. Of this group, 104 individuals had data from a follow-up visit, including PRO measures, one year later, and 107 from a follow-up two years later. Initial NFL levels were associated with patients' age as they increased with age. The levels ranged from a mean value of 6.97 in individuals aged 25 to 35 to 10.7 in those older than 55. Baseline NFL levels showed some association with baseline patient-reported outcomes, most notably with physical functioning. However, these associations were not statistically significant after adjusting for factors like age and disability. This suggests there may be complex factors that contribute to a patient's quality of life and direct assessment remains the best way to capture them, the team wrote. Regarding healthcare use, baseline NFL levels 
were significantly associated with the number of intravenous steroid infusions an individual received over the subsequent year. This suggested that NFL levels may be a good clinically relevant marker of secondary health care utilization, the researchers wrote. No significant correlations were found between NFL and other healthcare resource measures, like the number of outpatient visits or inpatient stays. In other analysis, the researchers assessed how well NFL levels at baseline and 24 months reflected patient-reported outcomes at two years. The results revealed statistically significant associations between NFL levels and social functioning and role physical functioning and being physically able to fulfill one's role in the home or in society. Fatigue, depression, and work productivity were not significantly associated with NFL levels in these analyses. While there may be a correlation between SNFL and some longitudinal quality of life values, especially physical functioning, SNFL may not be immediately sensitive to many potentially distant aspects of quality of life, the researchers wrote. Further studies are needed. Coming up next, Perspectives from MS News Today columnist Jesse Ace. You always do what you can to keep your relapsing multiple sclerosis in check. But if your relapsing MS is starting to change, it can affect your mind and body in new and different ways. So it's important to choose a treatment that goes beyond relapses, one that can help you stay ahead of disability progression. Take charge of your relapsing multiple sclerosis. Learn more at changesinrms.com. Hi, I'm Jessie Ace, columnist for MS News Today, and today I will be reading from Jennifer Powell's column, Silver Linings. Painsomnia unravels me from inside out. It's 2am and I am awake. I sit on the couch with my head in my hands. The, the leg pain that broke my slumber is now extreme. I have taken my medications, used my topical and applied heat, all at no avail. Exhaustion meets pain as my eyes begin to fill. Another night has gone. Quietly, I begin to cry. This is painsomnia. Painsomnia refers to insomnia due to pain. The constant interruption of sleep is debilitating. Without adequate resources to fight pain, we flail. Our days become extensions of sleepless nights. The cycle perpetuates ad nauseum. This is my life. I have somehow adapted to this deprivation. While not ideal, it is my reality. Sometimes I fall asleep without issue, but the bewitching hour is never far behind. Other times the pain prevents me from ever falling asleep. These all-nighters exasperate my already elevated levels of fatigue. I become the walking dead. My legs are my arch enemy. They burn and throb and are impossible to ignore. I have spells that last for hours. While I have medications to help, their efficacy is short-lived. More relief requires sedating medications throughout the day. Rest would come at the cost of daily productivity and purpose. And that is too high a price. There are nights when I cry out in sheer frustration. I revert to an infant and crave comforting. My body is waging an internal war and I suffer the fallout. Tears are often accompanied by primal, exhausted moans. Painsomnia is debilitating. It unravels you from the inside out. It wears down every fibre of your sanity and being. I am so often caught up in battling symptomology that I wonder whether the cycle will ever cease. I do not know. I do know that there are tools that might help. 
I encourage you to talk to your neurologist. Mine illuminated the importance of relaxation techniques alongside proper sleep hygiene. Proper nutrition and exercise can also help your body prepare for a restful night. Pain insomnia has proven to be one of the most difficult aspects of multiple sclerosis for me. Yet in the absence of sleep, I will continue to dream. For dreams are a necessity, and my dream is bigger than pain insomnia. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to Multiple Sclerosis News today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our Multiple Sclerosis News Today forums a trusted MS community ready to welcome you anytime.